following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. A woman fall over on her bike when I was on my way over here. We should take a video of it. I want to see it. I was at a stoplight and all I heard was just smack. And I looked over at the sidewalk and she's laying in a pile. Old lady or probably in her mid sixties. Uh, that's not as funny. Wearing a bike helmet. Well, well. And then she tried to get on and start again and she fell over again. Oh, man. I, I I didn't know whether like to get out and help and see no, if she was okay. Driving. Just keep driving. Nobody not, not, else seemed to notice. Yeah, it's not your business. She had a helmet on. She's fine. She was struggling <laughs> to ride a bike, and I just, I, I'm like, man, maybe this is not the best day. For all you know, she you. was liquored up. It is five. Seems a little early, but I suppose if you hit happy hour and you're on your way back, she could have been coming home from, like, East Point or something. Never so. know. It is um, Janesville. I know. Well, football, football, football. Are you footballed out? Yeah. You seem like you have a football hangover. Yeah, I watched a lot. About 10 hours yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I I got the I got the ticket, a lot of red zone, yeah. watched a couple of different games. So, yeah. And then, you know, then, then, you know, the the early part is a mess because there's just so many games. Yeah. So you're trying, I'm trying to jump around and watching red zone and stuff. And then in the second block, I wanted to watch the Packer game, but, like, by the midway of the third quarter, it's I'm like, pointless. well, this game's not worth watching. Yes. So then I think I started, then I watched the Browns Chiefs for a while. Seemed like a good game. And then the Bear game, I, I had to hate watch that because I already knew what the, I, I was pretty close in my prediction. I think I said 38-10. And you thought it was going to be worse than the Packers, and I was like, there's no way it can be worse than the Packers. But in some ways it was. We'll, we'll get to all, all right. that. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of, lot of football, a lot of food, a lot of football. So who was the game, what was the first game on CBS? What was the noon That game? was the Bills, I believe. Okay. Bills Steelers. So I was trying to bounce back and forth between that and the Vikings and the Bengals on Fox. The CBS feed, and it's like I checked the channel multiple times to make sure I wasn't doing anything wrong. It had the Spanish announce team on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't weird. know if I was, like, watching Telemundo or what was happening? Like, I wanted to send out a tweet and, like, maybe text Canalti and be like, uh, what's going on right. here? And I know that you're a meteorologist, but maybe you can get in touch with someone that's going to explain to me why I have this in Espanol. Must have been your provider. I mean, it's ISC in Madison. I mean, YouTube no, TV? Yeah, 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 I didn't that, see that, anything else on Twitter or Facebook. Is there an ESP button that you clicked on? No, because somewhere? I switched right back to the... To the Bengals and the Vikings and everything was fine. Huh. That's weird. It was very mine, weird. mine wasn't in Spanish. No. It's very odd. Yeah. I don't know if YouTube TV just got the feed mixed up. Could be. You never Something. know. I have no idea. Huh. All right. Week one of the NFL almost in the books. This is Monday night because we have a frenetic schedule this week and we still have um, the Raiders and the Ravens to look forward to in Vegas, which you said you're... You're just kind of kind of passive. Just yeah, I think I'm probably going to skip that one. I got nobody in my fantasy team playing tonight. I don't really care about either one of these teams. I, I just I might need a break. <laughs> Plus, there, we got a big day tomorrow. Yes, so. is there a good baseball game on? Is there usually some Monday night baseball? No, no Brewers tonight. No, so. no Cubs, no Brewers, no White Sox. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, watch a movie. Who knows? All right, um, let's go down what happened on Sunday. And uh, last Thursday, if we can remember back that far, um, I watched the first half of the Packers, and then I had to go to Evansville to pick up uh, the girls. They were coming home from Minnesota, and I had to get to my sister-in-law's. And I normally, if they would tell me, if she, if Jane would tell me that, hey, you need to come get us in the middle of a Packer game, I'd have not been happy. I couldn't wait to leave and not watch that game anymore. <laughs> Well, you can throw I, I, it on the radio at least when you're driving. I did, but it's like yeah, at least you don't have to watch it. Right? Watch it. Yeah. And so I was, I was at least listening. But even like Wayne and Larry were, they were just uh, beside themselves over what was happening over in Jacksonville. And I don't, like I said last night on Twitter on Sunday night, I have no explanation, none. 
whatsoever. Like, you don't think that as a professional, you are not prepared to play at that level, that you get trounced that badly, where nothing works, everybody's out of sync. And I know that, that some guys asked Rodgers afterwards, and even Lafleur. Lafleur was a little bit more easy to not disagree with the question, but Rodgers was kind of steadfast when he was asked, hey, most of your starters on both sides of the ball didn't play a single snap in preseason, and even some of the Packers beat writers said some of the defenders looked lost, like they had just learned this defense yesterday before they started playing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, if you don't get many... I don't know how good you can simulate things in practice, but when you get in a game situation, everybody knows it's different. Like, like you can say, like, we hear it all the time. Well, we had a really good practice today. Mm-hmm. We had a really good practice session. We had a really good scout session. Is it the same? No. I don't think it no. is either. No. So, I mean, you can simulate and do all the stuff you want and have the guys running the opposition's plays and whatever, but until you get out there and actually face the guys that have that particular talent at their particular positions, it's it's not accurate. It's just not. And I think that's, so whatever happened, maybe they let their guard down when they knew they didn't have to face the noise in the Superdome. Thought that they could go to Jacksonville. This isn't going to be any big thing. Their, you know, their daubers are going to be down. We can just walk in, and we got enough talent on paper to take care of this. And New Orleans was probably fired up, considering that they couldn't play in their home. They were probably pissed off a little bit. Let's go and, and let's take it to them. And, I mean, it was bad. Every single facet of the game was bad, except for maybe the punter. Punter was okay. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, your initial impressions? I, I think it's certainly the most shocking outcome of the weekend. Um, the fact that the Packers didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. Shocking. Um, you know... The defense was kind of the same old, mm-hmm. and I thought every Packer fan should have been very concerned with the hire of the defensive coordinator, a guy who's had a couple of last-place defenses. Two previous stops. Yep. Bad. I don't know why you think that the third time is going to no. be the charm. Everybody was was pumping up no personnel. Well, but the personnel didn't change that much. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I It's one of those things that... Are the Packers in trouble? Well, it depends kind of on your perspective because next Tuesday when we do this podcast and they beat the Lions 30-14, to 14, I don't think anybody's going to be freaking out. But I think there's definitely some troubling things that you saw yesterday. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean you know, you you get behind early and you immediately abandon the run. You run, not, you run the ball nine times yeah. in the game. Yes. Um. Rodgers looked like a guy who didn't want to get hit. And when you don't want to get hit as a quarterback, you make questionable questionable decisions. That interception he made down by the goal line, that was a Favre play. That was a, um, I'm trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit here. I got nothing, and I'm just going to flip it. Mm-hmm. That was a total Favre play. That's not something that you would typically see Rodgers. That's not the kind of turnovers that he has. Um the second one, the second interception he threw was just a bad throw. It wasn't even close. I mean, I thought that the safety made a really nice play. He went a long way to pick it off. But MVS had no shot to catch that ball. Um, you know, and then defensively, he just absolutely got shredded in the early part of the game with the Saints running the ball. Um, so there, there's definitely some things that the Packers and Packer fans should be concerned about. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, we were texting a little bit this afternoon, and I was listening to some some local sports radio. Local and, yokels, you know, just the, the the Packer idiots that call in, and every fans. I'm just calling them Packer idiots because that's what I'm listening to. Yeah. There's there's Titan idiots and Bear idiots and Falcon idiots too, but the fans are upset with Rodgers. Like pretty much everybody that called in today. The first thing that they were bitching about was Rodgers, and it was like, it was so funny. It was like, you know, talking about his man bun, talking about the fact that he looks unkept, um, the fact that he looked skinnier than normal, um, and then obviously the the the, the no preseason, the no OTAs. 
the coming into camp basically the day it started. Um, you know, he he forces the team to go get Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb has as many catches yesterday as you and I. Um, so oh, Jordan Love completed one to him. Oh, okay, great. But still. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's, I think it's going to be a very, very long year for Packer fans. I don't think I don't think Packer fans are going to enjoy this year because I don't think that this team's as good as the last two years. And I think it's going to be a very long year for a lot of the players on that team because I think every time they lose or they don't win looking good, I think the same stuff's going to keep getting dredged up. And I think these guys, I think Rodgers is already tired of it. Oh, and we, yeah. we all know how, how pissy and cranky he gets in the middle of the season when things are going pretty well. Um, you know, if this team's six and five, I think there's going to be a lot of ornery people on that team. I, 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 I'm not sure. I think the Packers will still win the North because the North is terrible. Mm-hmm. It might be the worst division in football that are the AFC South, but I'm not sure that they're on the top tier at least right now in the NFC in the NFC from where they were the last couple of years. Now things could change drastically in the next four months, but not a great omen to start the season. I mean, what I see worst opening loss since yes. 1970, I think of a team that has been to the championship game the year. Before. I think it was just the worst Packers home. Oh, opening for sure. Loss yes. Since 1970. Yes. But I mean, league wide. Yeah. That's the worst opening loss for a team that's coming off a, uh, a conference championship game. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was looking at some of the defensive stuff. Some, you know, guys were busy today breaking down tape in the morning and doing reaction, you know, not like the live stuff that they do in, in game. And I was reading some of this stuff like, you know, Mike Pettin's defense would have been a lot better because the scheme's now different and that's why they got beaten up. And some guy who is, you know, one of these analytic nerds was looking at up front and he said it had nothing, them running the ball had nothing to do with where the defensive linemen were positioned or the way that they attacked their lanes and, you know, held up at the point of attack and whatever. He just said that these guys are just getting blown off the ball. Play in and play out. Saints are just running it down their throat, period. It's the same personnel. They're not doing anything a whole lot different, but they're just getting their ass kicked. And Kevin King blew two coverages, and he let the dude run right by him. Well, the touch, the one touchdown he gave up was basically the same play yes! as the Scotty Miller play in right. the NFC game last year. So... I don't know how much leeway we're, we're, you know, how much latitude we're giving Kevin King, but right now I think everybody would be hard-pressed to get that rookie corner Stokes in and say, well, got to do better than that guy. Good luck. Um, but I don't know if, you know, the, the talk in preseason, the way that Joe Barry was running his secondary was they play a little bit of zone, and Stokes is more of a press guy like Alexander is, and that might not be suited for... Uh, Stokes some zone stuff. So even if they put him in, I don't know whether it's going to be successful. But either way, um, you got it. You try not to overreact. The whole thing is overreaction Monday. You know, that that kind of thing like you heard from the Packer idiots. So I'm not sure how many drastic things that you do. But whatever you do against Detroit, you got to have a lot better showing than that. Well, and you will because it's Detroit and it's home and it's a Monday night. Uh, and you're going to have fans in the in Lambo for the first time in two years. So I think that that's going to be an ass kicking. As far as the Rogers stuff, I mean, I think there's, I think there's some validity to the angst. I mean, I really do, because you're coming off a pissing match off season where you want your guy dialed in because you think he's going to take you to the Super Bowl, and then you know the the window's closing. Um, and what does he do? He just just bails out on football. And now he gets in, doesn't play in the preseason, which is nothing new, but he didn't have any offseason work to begin with. How much that matters at his age and what he's been through in his experience, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, if you're looking for things to add up, to me that's got a factor in the equation. It just does, you know? And and I think he, I think he doesn't realize what that equation says and all the things that, and because I'm sure he's going to dig his heels in and be all defensive about um, the regimen that he did in the offseason, sure. staying away in mental health and all that stuff. But, you know, looking at the big picture, 
I don't know how you can step back and see, well, maybe that was a factor. I mean, I, I just don't know how you can immediately rule it out. I did see a conspiracy theory today oh, that said that he was he threw the game and he wants the Packers to be bad to prove a point to the front office. I th- that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I think Rodgers is way too competitive to do something like that. But I did have a couple of friends of mine that are Packer fans that were pretty upset at his kind of ho-hum, shoulder, shoulder shrug, it's just one game attitude after the loss. Um. You know, is our is that taking that a little out of context? That you know, it is only one game. I mean, week one weird stuff happens every season. We talked about that last week. So, you know, are the Saints thirty five points better than the Packers? No, hell no. If they play, if these two teams played again in in December, is it completely different? In Lambo. Well, he played again in, in, on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a different story? Probably. Um, but I yeah, I just I think it's going to be a long year for a lot of people in 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 Packer world, both on the team and people that follow the team. I just it's hard to, it, when you have that kind of off field turmoil. It's just kind of hard to enjoy the season. I told you going into the season, and I told Michael the same thing. I, I'm not going to enjoy watching the team this year. Well, and I'm in the same boat with the Bears for different reasons. But again, it's this it's this bullshit that's going on behind the scenes that is affecting the on field play. And it's going to get brought up. Yeah. every time something goes every wrong, time. you're not going to be it's able to get away like, with. It's from just it. like it was two years ago with the whole Lafleur Rogers relationship. And 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 granted, that team was good enough to overcome that and still go 13 and three and make the conference championship game. But I'm not sure this team is as good as those teams. You know, you're a couple years older now with essentially the same guys. Um, and this know. is LaFleur's third year in the offense, and maybe now with Jones and Adams, their teams are starting to figure some well, shit out. Well, you're just going to double Adams. Try I mean, and... Bob Tanyan and uh, Scanling and Lazard, like, you have to beat me. You cannot allow Devontae Adams to have these 12-catch, 130-yard, two-touchdown games. If you want to beat the Packers, if you know, if you can shut him down and, you know, mitigate Jones, you got a very good chance of beating the Packers. So, cause that defense isn't going to be locking anybody down into the, you know, it's not, you know, I don't see the Packers winning a lot of 16, 13 games. No. So, no. All right. Um, go to the bears. I didn't watch much of this game. Um, the girl, you, can, you can sum it up in the opening drive. The girls had just gotten home, and we were kind of doing fam stuff. But, I I mean, I clicked it on at, at, at various points. I saw Fields got in uh, a little bit, and I was monitoring on Twitter with, with a lot of the Bears media that I follow. So, um, I mean, it seemed competitive at the start. Well, I mean, they, the Bears get the opening kick. They run it back across midfield or to midfield. Uh, I think Dalton threw an incompletion. They hand it off to Montgomery. He runs down to the 10. They bring in Fields for one play. He completes a pass down to like the four, and then Dalton throws a pick in the end zone. And I, it, it was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's this is what we got. That's about what the Bears are. Um, so nothing that I saw yesterday was unexpected. You know, if you strictly look at Dalton's numbers, I think he was like twenty-one for twenty-eight, just shy of two hundred yards. Um, no touchdowns, one pick, good enough to not get you blown out and to keep you kind of in the game. That's Andy Dalton. That that's that's who he is. It you know he was a little better than that in his prime, but you know that's that's what he was last year on Dallas with a hell of a lot more weapons and and uh, I I don't see it being any different this year. I mean it was nice to see Fields get in. You know he completed a pass. He did get in and, and score a rushing right, touchdown yeah, yeah. on kind of a read option play. So that was cool. Um, but I'm just not sure how long the Bears are going to be able to get in a, get away with not playing him. Uh, the Bears defense is not your typical Bears defense. The secondary is a disaster. I knew it was going to be. I, I still don't understand why they traded Kyle Fuller. Um, two Two bombs from Stafford. Last night, uh, for touchdowns, um, you know it, it's 
they have no explosiveness on offense other than Montgomery. But he's and not. He's, a, he's no. He's not a run away from you guy. No. He's he's a. We'll give it to you he's twenty an, times and see what yeah, you can do. He, he'll get you some eight, twelve yard runs. He popped the one long one, but for the most part, he's not a game breaker. Um, and they really don't. Other than Khalil Mack, who's obviously just a shell of what he was three years ago, they don't have any defensive playmakers either. Um. So they are a team that's going to have to try to win 16-13, to 13, and I just don't think you can consistently do that in football anymore, especially with a quarterback like Dalton. I just, you know, and a defense that's going to give up big plays. You know, Eddie Jackson was an all-pro two years ago. He's been one of the worst safeties in football the last, what, 17 games now. He's been mm-hmm. terrible. Um I I really don't think it matters who you put back there because I was going to text you as soon as Peters went out. You mean to say the 39-year-old offensive lineman that they pulled off the fishing boat got hurt in his yeah. first game? Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. Right, and then the, the guy that came in for him, a rookie, he, he got hurt. Yep, he got rolled up on. So now they're already down to their fourth string left tackle, and they've played one game. So, you know, and, and that is the counter to why you shouldn't play fields right now but were he, you su- were you surprised that he that Nagy was working him in as er- as early as he was? I, was I was shocked when he came in on that first cuz i read it and somebody said and fields is now in, and i went that was quick i didn't know if Dalton had gotten hurt or if he was so bad that he just got yanked i think but- if they get inside the 15 he ought to just be the quarterback if you're not going to because he gives you the option to run right you know, you, your your playbook opens up so much with him in the game, and that's why I just think at the end of the day, I still think by about game four, Fields is starting. I think the Bears are going to be probably winless um, going into the fourth or fifth week, and, you know, people are going to be calling for Nagy and Pace's head. It's just, it's not going to work. But And now they've got to play the Cardinals. Then they got the they got the Bengals. Bengals, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean... There's not a ton to say about the the Bears that people already didn't know. I mean, this is kind of what everybody should have expected out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where they get killed, but you know, two touchdown losses, I think, are going to be pretty commonplace for them. Yeah, it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a long season for both yeah. of, for both of us. Yeah, and like I said, I still think the Packers win the North. Because the Lions are not good, the Bears are not good, and the, I don't think the Vikings are much more than a 500 team. But, I mean, you look at Green Bay's schedule and how many good teams they play, and you lose on a neutral field to the Saints, and if this is if this is going to be who you are and you can't improve from what you just saw, I mean, you're going to beat the bad teams fine, but I mean, but, I mean you're, uh, you're not going to be much north of 500. At worst, I think they're 4-2 and two in the division. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like maybe maybe, maybe the Vikings get them once, yep. and maybe you know the Bears or the Lions get them at home. And and something weird happens and they win, but you're winning four out of your six games minimum in the right. in the division. So, all right, um, let's go to the week one results. Started last Thursday, really uh, good opening game. Yeah, I watched I watched most of it um, until I obviously I had to go to bed and found out the next morning that they uh, what did they kick a field goal with like two seconds left mm-hmm. to win? Tampa Bay did so. Um, you said Dallas going to get numbers. Yep, yep, and, and and they put up numbers. Yeah, Dak threw for four hundred yards. Uh, I think he threw the ball like 58 times, typical McCarthy, just abandoning Zeke Elliott. I'm sure he's going to love it this year. Um, No, I was was impressed with Dallas offensively. Defensively, they're still not very good. Um, But it was a really good opening game. They should have won, honestly. Um, Tampa Bay got away with an offensive pass interference that wasn't called. And then uh, a stupid Dallas penalty on the last drive allowed – Brady to get the extra time to drive down the field. And, you know, you give Brady a minute 20 and a timeout, they're probably going to get a field goal attempt. And uh, and they nailed it. So Were you surprised at uh, Jalen Hurts playing as well as he did? I mean, granted, it's in the Falcons, but it's also on the road in Atlanta. And a lot of people were kind of wondering whether he was actually going to do anything this year. And he, and he comes out the first game and starts throwing touchdown passes. Yeah, um... Uh, This is one of those week one games that I'm not sure what to make of because I thought Atlanta was going to be better, and they got two field goals at home. Seems like we say that. I know, I know, but new coach, um, 
you know, they got some, they got, you know, you draft Kyle Pitts, a big weapon for Matt Ryan, and you only score six points. Um, Philadelphia, I don't know. I mean, you know, I heard today Jalen Hurts was like the last three or four games of the season last year. You kind of forget he was one of the like the six or seven best quarterbacks in football statistically. So maybe Philly's got something there. You know, they're another team with a new coach. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that was that was one I I had it the other way. I thought Atlanta would win that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people probably thought Buffalo would win, but I mean, I said that in my predictions it was like you just something about not counting out Pittsburgh until they until they do it to themselves. Well, you know, and they go into Buffalo. Yeah, and and you get a special teams play. You get a block punt that's running for a score in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, that that's that's your difference in the game. But, you know, again, Buffalo, only 16 points at home. Granted, Pittsburgh's got a good defense. Their front seven is probably the best in football. But, um, yeah, that, that that's that's disappointing, and we'll we'll get into it with week two. There's a few teams here early on that are, that are looking down the barrel of being 0-2, and, and it's not, not a, a great spot to be for them. Um, the Vikings, I watched some of this game. I didn't see the end, but Dalvin Cook fumbled with two minutes left, and Cincinnati drove down uh, in overtime and kicked a field goal as time expired, and uh, I, I couldn't... A Dalvin, a Dalvin I Cook fumble feel bad. that I'm still not sure was a fumble because okay. you couldn't see it. They called it a fumble on the field. And then didn't have enough to overturn it? No, because there were too many people in the way. Like, uh, they had no replay angle that they could conclusively see whether his ass hit the ground before the ball came out. You just couldn't see it. So it was kind of an old school. The refs just called it a fumble. But, you know, uh, really nice to see Joe Burrow, help, uh, you know, apparently healthy. Um, you know, his his uh, former college teammate, Jamar Chase, had a nice game. He did. So uh, you know, I, I'm 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 kind of rooting for last year's quarterback class. I like a few of those guys. So uh, you know, seeing Burrow back healthy is is good. Goff put up some good numbers for the Lions, but threw a, a nasty pick at the uh, at the end. And the Niners that game was thirty eight uh, eight. It was thirty eight to ten. Yeah, the yeah, Niners were winning all the way back. And yep. I don't know if they just let their foot off the pedal or what, but. Um, Teams do that, but Detroit losing their top corner for the year, Okuda, to an Achilles tear, that bodes well for for Mister Rogers next right. week. Think well, that guy? Think his replacement will get picked on? They they had secondary problems in New Orleans, and it didn't freaking matter. They had two bad corners, including one was a rookie, and, La- and Lattimore broke his thumb during the matter. game. Yeah, and they <laughs> and they signed him to a giant contract. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, Trey Lance did get in. He threw a touchdown. So, you know, Shanahan and Nagy both found a way to get their guy in there to do something. Something, right. Um, Arizona, I mean, are you more surprised that Arizona won by that much or that Tennessee's offense was missing in action? Hmm. Well, Tennessee's Tennessee's in trouble. Um, I think losing their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, is going to be a big deal. I think the load on Derrick Henry this year may catch up. And uh, I think Arizona, if Kyler Murray's healthy, that team is dangerous because that, that kid is a star. I mean, and you got, you know, you got Hopkins and A.J. Green on the outside. You got decent, you know, serviceable running backs. And, I mean, Kyler Murray is basically almost a de facto running back. That team's going to be tough to stop. And Chandler Jones had five sacks yesterday for them on defense. So if Arizona's defense is going to be doing stuff like that, man, look out. That that NFC West is freaking loaded. Seattle goes to Indy, and I am I guess I wasn't really surprised by this. I mean, I, I didn't think the Colts would win. I yeah. think they probably could have won by more than 12. I think Indy might stink. That's what I was kind of thinking as they, well. They might stink. Um, any other... Nothing. No, I, I I didn't watch too much of that. I was playing against Russell Wilson this year, so all I was doing was getting mad because he was kicking my ass this week. <laughs> were uh, Were you surprised that the Chargers didn't win in Washington by more than no, that? No, not really. Okay, Washington's defense is awful good. Um, you know, Ron Rivera is a hell of a, a defensive coach. I thought he'd throw some stuff at Herbert that would make it tough. Eckler was uh, less than a hundred percent. He had a hamstring injury going into the game. 
Um, that that's one of those ones. I think if you're the Chargers, you're happy as hell to get out of there with a win. Okay. Um, Jets and the Panthers. The, the score to me is indicative of just how bad this game might have been. Well, in and the Jets got a late touchdown. Okay, to, to even make it closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Wilson was okay. Jets lost their left tackle for like eight weeks in this game, which doesn't help having your rookie quarterback back there who's already running for his life. Um, the Jets are going to be really bad. I'm not sure about what Carolina is. You know, you know some of these teams that have new quarterbacks, you know, Darnold being in Carolina, um, Burrow coming back, um, Jalen Hurts kind of getting the reins, you know, so I, I'm not real sure what we make of them one way or the other this week just because everything's so new. But, you know, Carolina, you know, getting off to a, a good start, I guess. I guess. McCaffrey's healthy. That's that's a huge plus for them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw a bunch of picks, and Tyrod Taylor threw a bunch of touchdowns. And uh, it's it's hard for me to anoint a team as, as good when, A, you play a bad team and a rookie quarterback, and, B, you've got Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback. Um, but I think people were talking about Houston and the fact that they might actually be good this year, and I was a little bit on the, let's just pump the brakes. Yeah, I don't know about that. Right. But I, this is one of the probably two games I really didn't watch any of, but I did read and hear some things that Jacksonville looked sloppy and unorganized. That's an indictment on Urban Meyer. He hasn't been getting rave reviews down there to start Well, with. And that's, you know, some of these college coaches that come in, it's it's a different world, man. I mean, you know, Saban couldn't hack it. Spurrier, Spurrier couldn't yeah. hack it. Um, I don't know, man. I, and you know, and you got to remember they they went one and fifteen last year. Yeah, you're, they got Trevor Lawrence, but they didn't they way, didn't get a bunch of other good dudes. They need way more. Than they that. need a lot of help yeah. down there. So that's <laughs> that might be a long year for those dudes. I mean, I think I heard today that that's the first regular season game that Trevor Lawrence has ever lost at any level. Really, I don't know if that's right, but I heard that. I, I guess it wouldn't surprise me. That's crazy. As, as a starter. Yeah, that's anyway, crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. He, he's going to lose about 13 or 14 more. <laughs> um, I didn't watch much of this game, even though it was a great game to be opposite Packers and uh, Saints. Uh, but I checked in from time to time, and I know that it was uh, that, that it was a good finish. And I still am. Uh, tw- I follow a bunch of Twitter guys from our uh, former um, teammates down at ESPN Cleveland, and it sounded like the, that the Browns, should have won this game. And they were up nine going into the fourth. Yeah. Um, Baker threw a really bad late interception. You know, this is a this is one of those games, I think, that could have the most overreaction. And I kind of, a little bit of myself, I'm not sure Cleveland can win a big game. They, they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs last year, but, like, there was like the weirdest shit happened. Like there was twenty-one to nothing in like four minutes in that game. Just a couple of weird things happened. So I don't know that I even count that as a big win. Like they have no, they they can't beat Kansas City. If you can't beat Kansas City, you can't win the AFC because right, it's all going to go through Kansas City. And they kind of seem to have Cleveland's number. Because um, I was watching some of that game. Kansas City didn't play well the first three quarters. You know, it wasn't until the fourth quarter that, you know, Mahomes kind of turned it on. He had a long touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. He got uh, Kelsey one. Um, you know, their defense started to play a little bit better. But, I, you know, I, Cleveland will probably still make the playoffs. But, man, I don't know. Baker Mayfield, I don't trust him. No. I don't trust him. You know, he's one of those guys that he's number one pick. He's He has changed their culture. He's been well, he's been one of the guys that's changed their culture. You make the playoffs last year, pay him a bunch of money, but it's like I don't know, man. Is is he that much better than cousin? I mean, I know cousins makes a lot of money, but is he that much better than cousins? Is he better than Tannehill? I feel like he's just kind of one of these middle of the pack guys. Okay, I don't know. Um, kind of a surprising. Uh, final score that the Dolphins win at Foxborough. Well, the the Patriots win that game. Uh, Dam- uh, Damian Harris fumbles on like the twenty. They just kick a field goal and win the game. 
that was a total choke by New England. Um, yeah, but that's not a Belichick. That's not what he does. What? They, that they don't choke like that. No, no. I mean, it, it's that's uncharacteristic. It's uncharacteristic of a Patriot team, and right. Tua threw a terrible interception late in that game that should have cost Miami the game, but monster win for them. Monster win. Uh, didn't watch any of Denver and the Giants. But, not much. I mean, not much. I turned it on twice. I saw uh, Daniel Jones fumble twice. <laughs> I saw Gordon run for a long touchdown, and that, that was pretty much it. That was about it. Uh, Bears, Rams, you already went over Packers, Saints, and then tonight is uh, Monday Night Football, of which you have no interest in your football doubt. I'm just going to maybe keep it on in the background. I mean, I'll check the score, but I'm not watching the whole game. No. I got below deck med to watch with my wife, so I'll... What, what is that? It's a reality show. That's... You know, terrible. What's it, what's it called, though? Below Deck. Below Deck. Below Deck Med. It's a cruise ship in the Mediterranean. Not a cruise ship, but a big super yacht, which terrible, terrible people pay to go out on, like, three-day uh, charters, and they just follow the crew around, which uh, there's just drama. So they just follow involved. the crew around and listen to who – so you listen to who on the crew likes each other and what passengers are assholes? Yes, Exactly right, and and that's a TV show. You'd wow. be you'd be shocked, you'd be shocked. Huh. But it's it's one of my few guilty pleasure reality shows. I will not apologize. You should, <laughs> you should. You're making everyone around oh you dumber God. by watching. Well, it. okay, don't do it. Um, <laughs> so after the first week, this seems like the way that it goes for Thursday night football. We go yeah. from a great one to one that is barely watchable. Yeah, trash fire. Washington hosting, which again, I can't see WFT on Twitter and not see WTF. <laughs> right. I right. can't. Yeah. It's it's my brain's first reaction yeah. to those capital Just letters. Just pick a name. Please. I'm tired of this. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm never really going to call am. you that name. I mean, I will maybe in 10 years. If they, if they still don't have it. But, you know. You're always, the, you're, you're the Redskins. I'm 40. I'm so, sorry. Uh, Washington and the Giants. Well, I mean, it's kind of a big game for for the, both of these teams cause well, because neither one of the them, East. yeah, neither one of them want to get down zero and two, right? And it's a divisional game, so I, right. And I, and if it's anybody's division, well, you probably need to win it. Uh, Washington put Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick on the IR, so it's Taylor Heineke time for the oh my god for the team formerly known as the Skins. But <sighs> Giants are bad. I think the Giants are bad. Think the, I think Daniel Jones is not good. I think the defense for Washington makes a difference. I think so. Even That's if, one of those games where the offense for Washington may score three points, right. but the defense somehow gets you 14. Special teams player, a pick mm-hmm. six or a fumble or something. Yep. All right. Um, your team, Bears hosting the Bengals. Hey, man, if, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm very excited going into this week that they have, that we would have an opportunity to go 2-0. I mean, and – you know the Bears. I don't think it matters. I, I kind of you're going to have that approach all season. Yeah, I'm kind of okay if they lose um, this game. Start out zero and two. Put mm-hmm. the pressure on to get Fields in there. Okay. Uh, Rams at the uh, Colts. There's a there's a Colts team that is definitely in danger and likely going to be going zero and two. Yeah, and we I didn't even really talk about the Rams when we were talking about the Bear game. I didn't think they looked great. But they're another one of these teams with a new quarterback. Other than those two bombs that Stafford threw, I thought their offense was kind of clunky. Um, you know, defensively, they got a lot of big-name guys, and they got maybe the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald, so you know the defense is going to be there. But they were even talking about last night, up until they said that, and then he kind of made a couple plays, he didn't really factor in early on. Well, the Bears... The last couple times they've played have that's, done a done a pretty good that's job what on Collinsworth him said. for whatever reason yeah. I don't know, but you um, think that's weird with that line? Yeah, but you got him, you got Jalen Ramsey. Um, that that's going to be a good defense. But yeah, I, I think uh, Indy's in trouble. Uh, if Miami can pull a home win, a rabbit out of its hat, you're looking at Buffalo going zero and two. But I, I mean, I think. I don't know the way the way that the Dolphins won against the Patriots and the way that the Bills looked in their game. Um, I'm not so sure. I'm not picking the Bills. In yeah, this game. I would look for the Bills to win, but if they don't win and they're zero and two and you're two games behind Miami already, um, 
boy, there, there'll be some panicking up in Buffalo, for sure. Not thinking that New England's going to go 0-2. They're going to make the Jets go 0-2. Yeah, I think the Jets stink. I think the Patriots will win that one. Um, here's a good a good 1-0-1-0 game, especially since the Niners got to go all the way across the country to and that and they've they got a that's two long trips for them. Yeah. To start the season. Yep. To go to Detroit and then go back all the way further than that and go to Philly. Um, but uh the Eagles, they could be a surprising 2-0. I mean, right now, um outside of the Cowboys, I think it's I mean, it's definitely Philly and Dallas for for that division. Judging from what you saw from the Eagles the first week. Well, and it'll be a really good test for them against that 49er defense. Um, you know, Hurts and, and the new regime of the Eagles, see how they go up against that. 49ers just put their starting running back on IR Mostert. He's out eight weeks. So they got two rookies back there, which, you know, Shanahan teams have never really seemed to matter who the back is. You can even go back to the old Bronco teams when his dad was coaching. Um, so maybe that's not a factor, but rookie running backs don't kill you as much as, as, as other positions. Work. Right. As long as they don't fumble. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the Raiders are going to be, uh, for next week as of broadcast time right now. Um, but I, I'm not really sure it matters unless they absolutely blow the doors off the Ravens. I'm probably still picking the Steelers at home to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so, but I think the Raiders are going to be okay. I don't. I think they're going to be in the mix for one of those last that, that seven seed. Sure. Now. Um, Saints at the Panthers, surprising one zero, a game from both sides. But um, I, I was not sold on the Saints when we did our picks. Yeah. But I think they got a great chance to start off two and zero here. I would agree. Uh, Broncos at the Jaguars. Broncos two and zero. That's a surprising two and zero. But yeah. I mean, look at who you've played. I guess let's. I mean, let's look at the schedule first. Well, and they, you know, if you're Giants Denver, and now Jacksonville. Yeah, but I mean, if you're Denver and you're the Raiders, I mean, these early games are huge for you because you got the Chiefs and the Chargers in your division. Right. You can't be falling too far behind. No, no, these are games that you have to win. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Vikings go to Arizona and play the Cardinals. This is uh, Minnesota looking down the barrel of zero two. I don't see any way they beat Arizona. No, not down there. Mm-mm. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to wipe the floor with Atlanta yep. at home. Yep. Um, Dallas might be looking at 0-2 because they have to go to L.A. and play the Chargers. And granted, the Chargers didn't look spectacular, and Dallas can put up numbers, but still a road game. This one might be a shootout. This, is, this, this could be a fun one to watch. Uh, I think this is a late afternoon game. So um, I like the Chargers at home. It's their first home game with fans, I believe. Oh, is it? Okay. Um. But half the stadium is going to be Cowboy fans, so I don't know that it's going to matter. Uh, Seahawks and Tennessee's in trouble. They're in trouble. Because they're probably going to go 0-2 going to Seattle. Yeah, and their defense is not very good. I think Russell Wilson has a monster day. Okay. Um, Sunday night football will be the Chiefs at the Ravens. I mean, you know, Baltimore lost two big players in a span of, what, 12 hours? Well, they lost all their running backs. Yes, and they and they what they just picked up Latavius Murray off mm-hmm. the off the scrap heap. Him, they picked up Le'Veon Bell. Yep, him too. Last week, and there was one other guy they picked up. I can't remember, but yeah, they're they're. I mean, you're talking street free agents here to be. They're starting back on week one. <laughs> right. uh, and then but my, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have kind of owned them the last few years, even in Baltimore. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of like with the Browns, like. You know, Baltimore needs to beat them to kind of psychologically understand they can get over the hump. Mm-hmm. That'd be a big win. Uh, and then the Lions and Packers Monday night. I I don't know what to expect. I honestly don't. Um, Packers have done pretty good against Goff. Um, historically, he hasn't killed them. Um, and now he's playing on a worse team than he was on. But Green Bay could not have looked any more pathetic. Well, so, again, like you said, Monday night and at home, if those are big factors, I don't. I mean, you got to see some life from every every position group. I would expect the Packer offense to be much much better against the Lions D, but I'll be interested to see uh, the the Lions got an interesting little two headed running back with Swift and Jamal Williams. Williams had a good game. They both did. So I'll be interested to see after what Alvin Kamara and and the Saints were able to do on the ground to see if Detroit can do the same. 
Yeah, I, I think you might want to try to make golf beat you. For, oh yeah, absolutely. Shut that I'm, down. I'm I'm putting seven or eight in the box and yep. playing man coverage with my guys on because I don't even know who did Troy. I think Cephas, Cephas is one of their starting. I mean, two he caught receivers. a touchdown. Yeah, and 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 a, and a two, and he had an unbelievable two point conversion. Yeah, I saw that. on on the far side. That was good. So, all right, that is your week two matchups in the NFL uh, college football. Um, there were a couple of good top ten matchups. I mean, you had Oregon going into the horseshoe beating Ohio State, and then I watched some of the Iowa-Iowa State game uh, as well, which I, it's really weird. I always seem to underestimate Iowa during the regular season, but then when they play somebody that's a really good team nationally in a on a neutral field in a bowl game, they usually poop themselves. Well, Iowa, you should underestimate them because they're only good about once every four or five years. This is what they do. This is the year they're going to win the West. Oh, you think so? Yes. Okay. They're going to win the West. They're going to play Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, and none of the, these teams from the Big Ten are going to play in the playoff. That's my prediction. Okay. I don't think Ohio State's that good. Okay. Um, as far as the Badgers, I, I watched the Eastern Michigan game with my pops for the first half, and then I got home. And then it just turned into a hate-watching experience because they just couldn't put anything together. Um, I don't know where Jalen Berger was last week. Yeah, nobody, nobody asked. Or I should say everybody asked. It was not answered. And now he's splitting carries, and he actually got the bulk of the carries after Malusi did. And they had, what, three guys run for almost 100 yards. Garendo broke a long one. Uh, Belusi had another good game. Berger got a lot of touches. I came out of this game, even though it was a win, and it should have been a shutout. They returned a, an interception like 90, 95 yards. Otherwise, it would have been a shutout. The defense was awesome. And Eastern Michigan, I don't know how in good conscience that Robert Smith, NFL guy knows his football, could say that I'm a big fan of this two-quarterback system that Eastern Michigan has. Hmm. Because generally, what's the if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You have no quarterbacks, right. and they kept and they were and they were very very different players um, that kept playing. And they had one one of the guys was a transfer from Cincinnati who wasn't bad when he was playing with Cincinnati. How they didn't how he's not their number one guy, I have no idea because the other guy looked atrocious. Um, but I mean, the defense of the front seven for Wisconsin is just so good. And I came out of this game. Wondering, is Graham Mertz good? I don't know. I don't know that anybody knows. After the after week one and now this, how you don't absolutely annihilate a team like this. I don't know whether he's good or not. I really don't. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the game. I, I looked at his numbers. I Did he even throw for 100 yards? I honestly don't know. They, uh, they, it wasn't, they, they weren't they weren't good numbers. Their first fifteen plays, they ran the ball. Yeah, they weren't good numbers. And you know, and again, I mean, we talked about this last week. Like, you can get away with that against bad teams of, course you of, can. of just running the ball down their throat. It's when you have to throw, you don't seem to be able to get that job done. And yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't see the game, but um, you cert- I certainly didn't come out of the weekend hearing anybody singing any praises about the team or any individual on the team. So, I don't not, know. Not good. No. Um, they have a week off, and then they play Notre Dame at Soldier Field. Um, Jack Cohn pulled one out of his ass. The only well, saving grace is that the Fighting Irish had trouble with t- uh, Toledo. He pulled one out of his ass after he pulled his finger back into the socket before he threw that Ooh. final touchdown pass to win the game. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, oh. yeah pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Um, I am also I, worried about the Big Ten season. I mean, I'm not sure anybody else is going to be that good. And, you know, there seems to be a non-conference team, and Notre Dame notwithstanding, there seems to be a non-conference team before they did the expanded Big Ten schedule with the divisions that now they're relegated to three non-conference games instead of, like, four that they used to have. There seems to be a team that you would pick Wisconsin, probably most of them because they generally don't play anybody really good, that gives them trouble. Like BYU in the mm-hmm. past, they had problems with UNLV. They've had problems with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played, uh, the Citadel played them tough. I was at that game, and they booed going into halftime. I'm not so sure that Army's not going to give them problems. 
What, what is that, game four this I, year? I, I think it might be. Yeah, and it, so it would be, it'd be two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks. I'm not so sure that that's not going to be one of those games where our, an Army, I've, I've looked at their schedule and I've looked at the teams that they've played, but I've also looked at the scores and the numbers they've put up, and I'm not sure they're going to be afraid of anybody. Hmm. And, I, you know, it might be one of those things where they sign a big paycheck and they come in and, yeah, we'll take our lumps. I, I just don't think they're going to roll over like Eastern Michigan did. And I think the Badgers might have have a few problems with them. I don't know. Call me crazy. Well, I don't know well, what the line would be. Bucky's defense is awful good. Yes. So that would probably be tough for Army to score, but, I mean, it can doesn't seem like the offense has them. been doing much. Right. right. Exactly. So, I, so, so we'll see about that. I could not believe that Florida State lost at home to Jacksonville State. <laughs> I know that program's not what it used to be, but, I mean, that is that is embarrassing. It is. That is embarrassing. Did you hear the final call of the radio guy? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. The guy got behind. I mean, one, it was a good pass. He, and then and he juked two the guys receiver. out of their yes. shoes. He should have been tackled at like the 20. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was piss poor tackling on the back end. Yeah. And, it, and I don't know how. It, and then, it, uh, then the Florida State guy proposed in the end zone to his girlfriend at the end. And I'm like... You think maybe you should do that after you win a game? I know you're no, probably fired up. No, because he got what he wanted. I get it. He but. got attention. That's all these. That's all anybody under about 25 years old. That's all they give a shit about is how many fucking Twitter likes they get. He, that kid didn't give a shit that they just got embarrassed. Well, they he should. He should, but he apparently should. he didn't. Because I I wouldn't have done that, and I even I'd, if you had it planned out. I'm like, nope, nope, not tonight. Change of plans. I'm gonna do it in private. I'm not doing this. Not tonight. No. Not not after that. Nope. Because if I'm the coach and oh, I if see I'm that, co- yeah, I, I, I'm livid. I'm livid. You're not. You're. No wonder we lost. Where's your head at? Yep. You're probably thinking all game about you're going to go down to the end of the end zone and do this with with, with your now fiance, assuming she said yes. I don't even know. Who cares? Um, but yeah, your <laughs> your mind's not in the game at that point. No. No. If you know you got to get a ring and get her down on the field to do that. So I saw oh, that, and then I saw today that there's reports that USC has fired Clay Helton. Well, um, that was quick. You know, and it it sometimes it makes me a little sad, the nostalgia part of me, when the blue bloods suck. But then I think about it, and it's like, yeah, but I don't like these teams. Like, it's kind of sad that Florida State and Notre Dame and Texas and USC don't really matter. Right. But... At the same time, I never li- I liked Florida State when I was a little kid, but other than that, I don't like any of those teams. No, and I and I wore Notre Dame stuff, and I like Michigan because you know I didn't Everybody have an allegiance did set up. Everybody did, and my dad then, was yeah. from Michigan, so I, you know, and they were good and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 kind of with you a little bit. I don't feel bad for Notre Dame at all because they have had everything in their favor as far as the rules are concerned. Oh yeah, yeah, forever for sure. Being an independent, like, oh, we got to include Notre Dame. Why? But And it's not like they're terrible. No. Or like Florida State's obviously very bad. bad. USC is bad. Like, how? Why? I don't understand. Like, you should be able to get a guy in a gorilla suit to go to USC and recruit. And, and just and, point and at the it campus. It shouldn't have to take much. You want to go here? Yeah. It's like UCLA in basketball. Like, how are you not getting everybody all the time? It's L.A. Southern California, and you don't want to play sports and go to school here? Why would you not want to do that? Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. Um, I don't really know of anything else that's um, important in college football. Um, I don't know who's playing this week other than the fact that the Badgers have off. So, um, yeah, I don't know of any big games, I guess. I'll, maybe I'll take Saturday off and go do some family stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, go to the Brewers. You texted me during that Eastern Michigan game. Stop watching this crap football game and turn on the Brewers. And because my dad gets YouTube TV, we were watching that. We didn't have a choice. We couldn't turn it on at, at, at his place. But I had uh, I had Troy's Direct TV uh, um, uh, or uh, password AT and T password. So I had it on my phone, and we were kind of checking it during during break. So I so I watched the last couple innings and. I said this in my commentary today on, on, on the radio. There is no greater entertainment, a sideshow, to a p- potential no-hitter for the Brewers than watching the angst that Craig Council goes through. It is hysterical. 
Like, when the cameras are on him and he's just, you could tell he's just uncomfortable. Like, he's sitting on the toilet trying to push out, a you know, a nasty poop. Well, he's... Or if he's, he's just pacing. He's really probably deep down hoping they get a hit. Of course. He doesn't want to have to just go through Just get a single. This. Right. Just get a two-out single. Just, just be done. Yes. We're done. Yes. You know, we're going to win the game anyway. So, 115 pitches. Yeah. At the end of the eighth. And you and I were texting. Um... And I know that was a, a big hullabaloo on Saturday night with a lot of the media folks. Um, I didn't really see too many people was it nationally. There was all the Wisconsin people were going crazy one side or the other, um, and some knob from uh, TMJ was said, "I'm sorry that the combined no hitter wasn't good enough for you." That was his, you know, his commentary on it today. Where are you at? Um. I think that it's everything that's wrong with baseball. Okay. Meaning what? Well, the I get I get all of the reasons that the Brewers would say that they took him out. He's never pitched more than 60 innings in a year. He's over like 120. He's at 115 pitches. Um we're we're 14 games up in the division. We're playing for October. We want to we're, we're they were they're I wouldn't be surprised if his next start gets skipped, and I'm not sure they weren't going to do it anyway because they got to get to the point now where they start lining up the rotation for the playoffs. I get all that. Somebody told me that that's already kind of happened. Well, but, maybe it has, but, but okay. I get all of those reasons, but it's like, you know, when you're when you're so worried about the analytical stuff, it takes all of the fun out of the game. Like just going to play it's baseball. Cool. Sure. Like our buddy Joe, he was at the game. He was in Cleveland at the game. Was it was it less cool for him? No. He he was very excited. His daughter was with him. They got to see a no hitter. That's cooler. That's very cool. But like it's way cooler when the one guy does it by himself. You know? And I don't know. It's just this this whole idea that if he had gone out in the ninth and thrown another fifteen to twenty pitches, that his arm was going to fall off and he was going to be out for a year and it was going to ruin the Brewers' season, like I have a better probability of winning the Powerball than that happens. I mean, seriously, I mean that's it, just a crappy way to justify stuff, and I think it takes it takes away from what baseball is. Like those are supposed to be the moments in baseball Magic moments that everybody gets yes. excited about and that you remember. Yes. Like I remember the eighty seven Juan Nieves no hitter like it was yesterday. I remember watching it at home. I remember Yount making the catch uh to win the game. I remember everything about that game. I remember Paschke was on the call and Schroeder was behind the plate and Greg Brock was at first. Like those are the things as a kid that you remember, and those are the things that make you love, fall in love with the game. And look, I know there was a lot of no hitters this year, but the Brewers haven't thrown a no hitter in what thirty four years. Um, they should have had one in 08 when Sabathia got screwed in Pittsburgh. Yes, I but, forgot about that. But you know, again, it's like this was not that memorable because it wasn't. This could have been. Corbin Burns has a chance to win the Cy Young Award. I don't think he's going to win it, but he has a chance to win it. But to have that also in with your pocket, you, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Um, but, you know, I, I asked one of my buddies that I was texting with during the game because he went eight innings, no hits, one walk. I said, what if he doesn't have the walk? What if he's at 115 pitches and perfect. he doesn't have the walk? And he's got a perfect game. A perfect Does game. he stay in for that? Does that one walk, does the perfect game mean that much more than the no hitter? I don't know the answers to these questions. I'm curious to know them. Um, but I don't know. That That's just to me that that's the part of sports. And it's not just baseball. It's like in a basketball game, I remember when Kobe had like 65 points in three quarters. And the Lakers were up like 20, so he didn't play the fourth quarter. It's like, got 65 points in three quarters. What are we doing here? The whole point of playing is for cool shit to happen. And for the fan experience, like, yeah, granted, he went on and he scored 81 later. He might have had 90 that night. Or, you know, it, it can be anything. It can be a quarterback who's got six touchdowns in a, in a game and they take him out. Or, or I remember when or Barry, they just run the ball. I remember when they took Barry Sanders out once when he was like 
10 yards shy of winning the Russian record. It's like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Like, the, the, the probability of something bad happening is so tiny. Like, no, in no other walk of life would we react this way. <laughs> like, if somebody said, hey, dude, if you walk across the street, I'll give you a million dollars. But there's a 0.1% chance that a bus is going to fall out of the sky on your head and you're going to die. <laughs> I'm walking across the street. I'm getting the million because the chances outweigh so far to the – it just doesn't even make any sense. So that's why when, you know, well, you know, he was at 115 pitches. Great. Try telling Roger Clemens or Nolan Ryan or Kurt Schilling or Randy Johnson or Pedro or John Smoltz, go get that guy after eight no-hit innings and say, well, your pitch count's a little high. <laughs> And then, you know, Corbin Burns did a nice job of covering his manager's ass and saying, yeah, I'm fine with it. I was ready to come out. Come on, man. Too much, you're, you're just too much of a competitor. I just don't believe that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the Brewers are on a five-game win streak. They swept Cleveland. They, they crushed they, they, Cleveland. Yeah, they outscored them 24-4 to four in three games. They, they allowed seven hits. Seven total hits. Um, this team's magic number is down to six. They're 14 games up in the division. I told you they were going to win by double digits. Yes, you did. And they got two against a pretty mediocre Detroit team on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they're home for three this weekend against the bottom-feeding Cubs. This team could be at about they, – they could be winning the division this weekend, I think. I think they're going to probably win it Saturday or Sunday. So Okay. Um, hopefully you guys will actually put it on the radio. Ooh. That'd be nice. Ooh. But uh, – no, it's uh, it's a fun time to be a Brewer fan right now because they're really clicking. I mean, Garcia hit one to the fucking moon yesterday. Oh my god! And he's the, he's going to end up hitting thirty homers. I I don't like to criticize announcers, but like Council on his first one that was absolutely Kishan. or or, yeah. or, or Kishan, that was absolutely murdered. He's talking about something else, and I get it. They're in Milwaukee, yeah. So they're doing other stuff, and they're probably like maybe half watching a game and telling stories or whatever. But, like, he continues on whatever he's talking about while the ball's rolling out of the ballpark down the driveway. Yeah. And he just talks about it like he's going out on the sidewalk with his cup of coffee to pick up the morning paper. Well, I'm like, what? Yeah. Look at what just happened. He's well, he's the phone. He's not a play-by-play guy. I, oh. You know, you got to love Kashan. You know, I do. Whitewater, Whitewater guy, local, local in Madison but for dude, years. But, dude, read the room. Yeah. yeah. Read the room. And, and, then, and that, But that is what they lose now. Not being there. By not being yes. there, yeah, for but, sure. But, but the, the other one that he just tattooed yesterday, I mean, his first words were just, oh, my. Yeah. Like, you, you knew heard, it. Well, you heard it. You knew it off the bat. Yeah, you could hear it. Yes. And he's going to end up hitting 30. Yelich is starting to get hot. Kane's popped a couple homers. I think he hit a, he hit a granny the other yes, night. He did. Um, so he, he had a he had a running or a sliding catch to preserve yep, the no hitter in the eighth there on Saturday yeah. night. That was a great play. I mean, Colton Wong's had a great year. Yes. He continues to to swing the bat well. So things are going well for the crew, man. It's right. it's going to be exciting here down the stretch. One more question about the whole Burns and mm-hmm. Hater combination combination. Do you, I mean, people have said that that's for their first no-hitter since 1987. They're right, statistically, it's a no-hitter. Do you put that in the category of, of Nieves? Or no. Is, okay. no, because it's like there's levels to this stuff. Okay. There's levels to this. That, if that's a guy where hits, I'm at. If a guy hits three home runs in the World Series, is different than hitting three homers in May. So, yeah, there, there's levels to this okay. stuff. Nieves did it on the road, complete game. Um you know, Burns and Hader on the road, complete game. Both the teams they played, the Orioles in 87, the Indians now, meh, okay teams. But, you know, one guy finished the deal and the other didn't. And to me, to me, that matters. I, uh, You said everything that I would want to have have thought and I'm not gonna it's not like I'm mad at Burns and Hader or anything and think less of, I don't think less of the accomplishment. I just think more of... Nieves's. I think that's. I think that's a good way. It's a nice little it. word. That's an Aaron Rodgers esque word salad there. <laughs> Just semantically try well, to sound like you're being nice when really you're right. Pooping and I'm on l- l- like you, like you said. I'm not trying to minimalize. Mm-hmm. 
the accomplishment, but I saw them both. I saw them both in their entirety. If Burns had finished that off with like 15 or 16 Ks, oh, hands down, this is better. Correct. But he didn't. So it's he not. Four, he had 14 and 8. He didn't have 16 and 9. Right. So, so that's, it's gotta, just, it's it's just gotta not. Count. I got a factor. Hundred percent. All right. Well, glad we could uh, glad we could get this in at the uh, front part of the of the week because we yeah. have the big radio golf outing on Tuesday, um, and uh, golf with some clients and, and me then, and well, I mean, you and I have golfed in this thing for I mean, how many has it been it's since like since the five six, outing started? Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably. So might be our last year from the sounds of it. But we're getting we're getting pressured by the. Uh, Parker, a men's basket or boys basketball coach, to put a basketball schedule together. You looked at some things um, in some free time and started breaking down some lists in your spare time. Uh, that that was kind of neat. So we'll try and figure out where we're going to go and where we can go. Yeah, every time he pastures you, we chalk, we scratch one Parker boys. Game I already off told the him list. that, and he's been radio <laughs> silent since. <laughs> so we'll try and figure that out too. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I may may take a weekend off from football with no Badgers and the Packers not playing until. Till Monday, I'm sure you're going to be watching wall to wall NFL on on Sunday, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we yeah well, music it, already? It, no, we're good. Oh, okay. That that and the Brewers, right? You know, we are in both games. Uh, Saturday. Oh and, yeah, because it's Monday and, night and, and Sunday. Gotcha. So Brewers will be on the radio station. All right, that'll do it for this week. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing, and as always, please spread the word about us. That would be great if you could do that. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you next time. Go Brewers.